Lekutu Sichas Chelik Tazvav Parsha Noach Sichah Gimel. From the pasuk V'yoyim V'leilu Loyish Baisu, from the pasuk which uh, is related in our week, our parsha after the Mabel, Hashem said that day and night will no longer uh, be interrupted. Learn to read the Gemara. The Gemara learns from this that Akum Shushavas that a guy that rests on Shabbos. And a guy that takes, he decides to make a day of rest. Chayiv Misa deserves the death penalty. Shunemer, as it says in the pasuk, uh, because the pasuk says, day and night shall not rest. In other words, that one should work continuously. There's no reason to interrupt working. But Omar Mar, and we learned that as Shalem Hizui although it doesn't say in the Torah that there's a penalty of death for not for interrupting your workday. But because by Goyim, they're being told that they're not allowed to do something, and they do it, for that alone they deserve death. That's the uh, punishment for all violation of the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Neach. The Noch is the Gemara Meisim, and then the Gemara continues. Amar Avina, Avina said, Even if he makes a day of rest, not on Shabbos, but on Monday, which is not Shabbos, but he makes a day of rest on Monday, and Rashi is Mefarish, and Rashi explains that as Ravina is Machadish as the Asara says, that what is being said here by Ravina is that even though he makes the day of rest not on the Shabbos, which is the day of rest for the Yidin specifically, or even if he does it on Sunday, when the Christians have their day of rest. So in other words, it's not that he's following a certain religious uh, principle of resting. But rather, he does, just does it because he wants a day off. So the Torah prohibits a day of rest, at whenever it should be. That they shouldn't interrupt their work. Even though they do it on a day which is not a recognized day of rest. From Rambam is of a mashma, but from the Rambam it seems differently. As the Isa from Shvisa by Bnei Noyach, that the prohibition for making a day of rest by the by the goyim, afilu biyom biyemaisachel, even at, uh, just an any ordinary weekday, is nishmitzadem v'smenucha ba'almaka asalu is not because they're prohibited from resting. Period. Nor, but rather the reason is val emanichemaisim lachadish dos, because they are not permitted to make a new religion, so to speak, or a new religious idea, and to create new mitzvahs, new commandments that they are going to follow. Even if they do their own, uh, they decide on their own mitzvahs that they want to do. We don't, they're not allowed to do that. On the river is the din fun akam shoshavas afil and therefore, this halacha, that a guy that rested even on a weekday, that's only if he made it into a, so to speak, religious thing, that this is going to be a day of rest for religious reasons. The fun is moving, so from this we understand as that according to the Rambam, what is the meaning of what it means is that they're not, al- not allowed to make an official day of rest. First of all, they're not allowed to rest on Shabbos. 
and the same, and in addition to that, they're also not allowed to make another day into a Shabbos. So first, yeah. But it has nothing to do with the concept of resting. It's more a making a religious precept out of it. The darf So we have to understand the feet. Shitas Ram according to the Rambam. Vos is the shaykhs from the Razhara. What's the connection between this commandment that has been a noyach torn nishit and Shabbos that the goyim and Allah to keep our Shabbos or the rafilu machan anandere tokmei Shabbos or even to make another day into a similar to Shabbos. So what's the connection between that prohibition what, what is the connection between what it says in our parsha that they're not allowed that with the idea of not making a religious precept of Shabbos in the Sidra the meaning of the word in our parsha is that there will not be an interruption to the natural order you know the, the season of planting and the season of harvest and the day and night those are the things that the Hebrew listed in the Torah that will not no longer be interrupted because during the Mabal it was interrupted and no longer will this happen so if you're saying that you're not allowed to that they're not allowed to make a day of rest because they're not allowed to rest there is not allowed to be any interruption to the natural order of planting and plowing and so on so then we can understand what the connection is here but if as the Ramam says it's a religious idea that they're not allowed to make a religious Shabbos so what's the connection with our Pasha which talks about the natural order of everything should continue we can understand according to Rashi he explains as we said before that the prohibition here is that they're not allowed to rest they're not allowed to take an official day of rest from work so it's understand that there's a connection between these two things from our parsha which says the Eivishter said there will not be no interruption to the natural process, the natural order. And therefore, we're not allowed to make an interruption to the natural order. And therefore, they're prohibited from making a day of rest. So that's the connection. And the way, as Rashi himself says, that the word doesn't relate only to those six periods which are listed in the Pasuk, which are the season of planting, the season of harvest, day and night. As in that only in those six things there will not be an interruption, nor So Rashi is explaining that it's not just that the natural order will continue and those seasons will always be there uninterrupted, but this is also a command to the human kind that they should not make an interruption in the process of planting, plowing, and so on. However, according to the Ramah, that this command that there should be no rest, no interruption to the Goyim is not about that there's not allowed to be an interruption to work 
nor as is only Bashtum in a given Tog al Shabbos, but rather the Ramam says that this is more like I said as a religious thing, that they're not allowed to establish a new day of Shabbos, or and certainly not on the Jewish Shabbos. Is cautious, so according to him, it's a, it, this, the difficulty is there. What's the connection with not making a day of a religious day of rest with the fact that Hashem said there will be no interruption to the natural order? Base the limita now this the way we uh, extract this idea from the pasuk from loyish baisu vet oich gebrach the medish is also quoted in the medish from pasuk. In regards to the pasuk Reu ki avaya nosen l'chemes ha'Shabbos, where the pasuk says, "See, Hashem has given you the Shabbos," said Moshe Rabbeinu to the Yidden. B'zeul loshna medish. So this is what the medish says on that pasuk: "Lochem nosna." He gave you a day of Shabbos. V'loy lo'akum, but he did not give the goyim a day of Shabbos. Mekan omer. From here we learned, as im yovoyu akum biyishmeres ha'Shabbos, that if the goyim come along and they keep Shabbos, loydayim she'enim mekalum schar. Not only will they not be rewarded for following a Jew, if, you know what the Torah says to keep Shabbos. Not only will they not be rewarded for that Elish Chayal Misa, but rather, even worse, they are they deserve death penalty. Shneimar, because the pasuk says, day and night shall not be interrupted. So from this we learn that they're not allowed to rest. Another pasuk also says it's between me, meaning Hashem, and the Yidden. Shabbos is between Hashem and the Yidden, and from this we learn that Moshe Lamelech. This would be compared, can, can be compared to a king Yeshev, that a king is sitting on his throne, and the queen is sitting opposite him. Anyone that passes between the king and the queen uninvited would be put to death for interrupting that uh, connection between the king and the queen, inserting himself in between the king and the queen. So therefore, Shabbos is between the Yidin and Hashem. Anyone that inserts himself into that situation is Chayim Misa. That's what the Medrash says. Hagam, as the Medrash, forbindem lo And even though the Medrash here connects the idea of a goy not resting with the idea of Shabbos, that Shabbos is between the Ebishter and the Yidin. From Dezveng is Nishmucher Chadosis Amachlegis Mitten Shas. Still, we don't have to say that this Medish is arguing with the Shas, which makes it about any day of rest. Nor Adosvos Lochem Nosnavalila Akum, but rather it would be interpreted as that which it says. He gave it to you and not to Goyim. He gave Shabbos to the Yidin and not to Goyim. Nish blows them talk from Shabbos may not necessarily refer specifically to the day of Shabbos, Yom HaShvi, which would be on the seventh day of the week, nor Oich Dem Inyam for Shabbos, but it could be the very concept of a day of rest. Yom Menucha is just something between Hashem and the Yidin. In Velch and Tagaz Ol whatever day you, it, it, the person chooses to, to use as a day of rest, the Goy chooses the day of, to use as a day of rest, it doesn't matter. A day of rest is between Hashem and the Yidden. No one else has any business doing it. The Gemara says, even if it's on Monday. So the very fact that the, the, the Medrash uses Shabbos as the reason why a guy is not allowed to rest 
doesn't mean that it's restricted to the religious precept of Shabbos. It could mean that Shabbos, a day of rest, not the Shabbos, our Shabbos, but any day of rest, is an idea which is between Hashem and the Yidin. Has, nobody else has any business inserting themselves into that. So, Lloyd Dem is moving. According to this, we can understand that according to this, according to the Medrash, the prohibition of a goy resting on uh, resting is nishim menucha ba'alma nishim imenucha That doesn't mean that they are not prohibited from taking a day of vacation, taking a day off. that they're never allowed to take a day off, stop working for a while. Kedas Rashi, as Rashi says. Not in them, as they turn nishmachana tokum a Shabbos kedas haramam, but it's more similar that they're not allowed to make an official day of Shabbos, similar to what the Rambam says. So, in one way, the medrash seems to be similar to the Rambam. However, notice the achilik zvishu shitas Rambam and das medrash, but there is a difference between what the Rambam says and what the medrash says. Because Loit and Rambam is the Isut Alt Natal Kamei Shabbos Mitzadem Vaseim and Yichem Aisim Lachadish Das Vlasis Mitzvus. According to the Rambam, the point, the problem with a guy making a day of Shabbos is that they're not allowed to bring a new concept, a new religion, or even an element of a new religion into being. They're not allowed to create a new element of religion, a, a religious day of rest. But according to the Medrash, the Farvas, their Inyam for Shabbos is Gigeben Gevorim Nor Tzuyidin. The Medrash seems to be saying that because the concept of resting, of an official day of rest, is something that Hashem gave to the Yidin specifically, and not to a Goy, and therefore they're not allowed to make a day of rest. Not, nothing to do with a religious idea, just because they're not allowed to make a day of rest. So it would boil down to three different uh, opinions here. The opinion of Rashi, which is that they're not allowed to rest at all. There's a prohibition in the Torah that a guy is not allowed to rest. A second opinion, the Medrash's opinion, which is they're not allowed to make a day of rest because a day of rest, that's something between the Ebishter and the Yidin. According to the Rambam, they're not allowed to make a new uh, religious idea of a religious day of rest. So we have to understand according to the Medrash as well. In addition to the previous question, which was brought in Sif Aleph, which is the question: What's the connection between our parsha, what it says, with making an official day of Shabbos, whatever day it'll be? That's what the Medrash seems to be saying. So then, what's the connection to our parsha? So in addition to that question. As he says inside, what's the connection between making a day of rest with the idea that you're not allowed to rest? In addition to that, we have the question: Why is the idea of Shabbos of a day of rest so completely out of the question for a goy? so that they're not allowed to make even Monday or Tuesday or some other day into Shabbos to the contrary because the whole thing what Shabbos is based on that Hashem finished concluded the work of creation by, by the seventh day and he, may, he rested on the seventh day 
which is what leads us to Shabbos, is the Chavun and Nizhdaf That idea is connected not only specifically to Yidin, as you would say, Mitzis Mitzrayim, coming out of Mitzrayim, is something specific to the Yidin. Only the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, only they were redeemed. But creation is, uh, talks to everyone, has a connection to everyone. Norma de Bria, this is something which is connected to the way the Abishta created the world. So Shabbos should have a connection to other, the rest of humankind as well. Well, the din is Whereas the end, the halacha turns out to the contrary, as a benoyach tarnish apitin dishvisa from Shabbos, that a benoyach is not allowed to keep Shabbos. Why would that be? The tmi is noch greser, and the question is even greater. Eden zayin an ungezogevar and nish to tongue a melacha b'Shabbos. Ayid was told not to do any melacha on Shabbos kedei lekvayv enough shiseinu and munas chidush oylem. The reason that is given. In the Chinuch, why Shabbos was given to us is because we see, we like this, we experience every single week how the that the Eibushter created the world and that this was a day of rest for the Eibushter. We rest on it. It's to br- keep alive the idea that the Eibushter created the world. As the Welt is nishkain kad that the world wasn't always here. Nor zi is b'shafin gevorim from Eibushim, but that was created by Hashem. Is vibald as a benenech is nishnor darfin zayin nishtop hidden Shabbos. So therefore, the question is, why is it that the goyim not only do they not need to keep Shabbos, which would have kept this idea alive in their mind, but nazik torah is nishtop hidden. Then, in fact, they're not permitted to keep Shabbos. Kum tochoyz asvet asmen is meneya for the it comes out that we are preventing them they're being prevented from this practice which would have kept the fact that Hashem is the creator of the world alive in their mind why are we preventing them from having that opportunity to be able to remember the Ebishtar every single week so we'll understand this by first explaining as the shin that there was a change in the world after the marble. in comparison to what it was before, and this change that took place after the marble in comparison to what was before, there are two extremes to what happened to the change that took place. On the one hand, we see as after the marble, Hashem promised, and therefore, when Hashem promises, He means He inserted, He injected into the world the power, the strength of this, which is that it should never be interrupted again. Hashem promised that it would never be interrupted again, which means that He in, inserted into the world that kind of permanence. That it should never be interrupted. Because the take of an oilam is a suffer of a chidush of the matz of oilam, this is given mitzad which this new strength that the Abishter inserted into the world is something new that wasn't there before. When Hashem created the world, it didn't have this constance, this permanence. Varim mitzad de Yisabos, because from, the, from when it was created, by creation, what happened? Even though the pasuk says Hashem saw what He had created and it was very good, He was pleased with what He created. Is this given? And if as I did chatoim, I'm the gekenzayin. And says given, I have to consider it was created in such a way 
that even though it's good, but when the, the people sinned, it was able to, and therefore that's, that is indeed what happened, it interrupted the, uh, the ongoing order of the world. It cr- created a model. And therefore, Hashem regretted that He had made the world, and He said, I'm going to wipe out the world. So that was possible from the way that when Hashem created the world. There was this possibility that it should be interrupted through the sin of man. But then, after the Hashem swore, and He made a covenant with the world as in vos that in whatever way the people will behave even if it will be in a terrible way that there will no longer ever be an interruption to the order of the world the worldly order, the world order so he gave it a strength that it didn't have before before there was a possibility for interruption of the world now, after the Mabal there will no longer be an interruption that's on the one hand the world became stronger after the Mabel. From the Tzvete Zayd, on the other hand, we find, as Nochem Mabel is given a that after the Mabel there was a, an inherent weakness into the world. All the dogma, for instance, Galoshna Ramban, as the Ramban tells us, Ad until the Mabel people lived very, very long lives, hundreds and hundreds of years. But then after the Mabel is the lifespan of you, of people became less and less until it became 120 years. So we have two extremes of what happened after the Mabel. The world became more permanent and stronger, but peace, humankind, one, one of the ideas of how it became weaker is that people lived much shorter lives. So the explanation of this is since that the whole world was created for the purpose of the Torah. And it's so much so that Hashem actually made a condition with the creation that if the Yidin accept the Torah then the creation will continue. But if they don't accept the Torah the creation will be interrupted. So the whole creation was only for the purpose of Torah. And we know that the purpose, the, what, what uh, Matan Torah brought about was the connection, the integration of the upper, the spiritual, and the lower, the physical. So therefore, when Hashem created the world, first there had to be the upper and the lower. There has to be two elements, the upper and the lower. So that in after, through Matan Torah, and even started earlier, this uh, integration began somewhat even earlier. In the Tkufa of during the period, what the second, the third millennium, which is called, that there were 2,000 years which were connected to Torah. The first 2,000 are, connect, are not connected to Torah. At the, the second, the third millennium, when the third thousand and the fourth thousand started, that was the connection to Torah. So Torah was only given later, uh, after the beginning of the third millennium. But from the beginning of the third millennium, Shnei Elohim Torah began already somewhat, that was when Avram came about, started already a bringing together of the upper and the lower.
Because at the beginning of the, the third millennium was already the beginning of the preparation for Taira. So then will now begin the integration of the upper and the lower. In the first, the Abishta created the world with the upper and the lower separate, and then they would begin to integrate. As the Atachtonim Yalulayanim that the lower will be able to rise up to the upper, and the upper will be able to go down to the lower. And in these two ideas in the world, the upper and the lower, is given a shinui fun There was a change from the way it was before the mabul and the way it was after the mabul. How so? Kaidem amabul is developed bechlolos given. Before the Mabal, the, the world was, in a general terms, was, given in the Matzah Bizi is Mitzad Lamaila. The world existed from the perspective as it was created from above. The whole world, where did it take its existence? From above. Hashem created it, and that's how it existed. The way Hashem created it from above. But after the Mabal, Bizi is Mitzad Lamata. The world began to exist as it is, as it is brought about, as it is assisted, as it is create, not created, but as it, it's moved forward through the lower, through the people in the world. Kittle comments will explain later. Hey, from Posuk, on the Posuk in this week's Pashesh Kashti Nasati Ba'anon. I have placed my rainbow into the clouds. And this will be the sign of the covenant that I made with earth, that I will never destroy the earth again. As we know that the rainbow is the sign that Hashem implanted into creation in order to have a, that we remember that Hashem made a a covenant not to destroy the world. So the commentaries ask about this rainbow. Keshes is the Chadova TV. The rainbow is, is a natural phenomenon. As Verdefun, it happens as a result of as the Zunstraun spielen sich up in a bestimmten Eifen von the Anonym. It happens because the sun rays reflect through the, uh, through the clouds in a certain way, which, which creates the, the rainbow, the prism, and so on. It creates a rainbow. It's a natural phenomenon. How could you say that that is a covenant, the sign of a covenant between Hashem and the Eden? It's just a natural thing that happens. So they answer, that this natural phenomenon, as the carne Hashem is on the anonymous on Zayn, b'matzah mesuyim, was demol tshvigun zich, 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 dishraun up from the anonymous surah's keshes, this idea that now, the the uh, the sun rays will hit the clouds in a certain way, and the clouds will create, produce as a result of this a rainbow. That nature began after the marble. That can only happen after the marble. Why? How so? is Before the marble, the atmosphere was much more dense. It was a denser atmosphere. And therefore the clouds too, which are created through the uh, vapor that comes from earth, 
Given merchumrim, they were also denser, they were more coarse, not as refined. And therefore, they did not, uh, they didn't act as a prism to the sunlight to break it up into the colors of the rainbow and so on. It takes a more refined cloud to do that. Before the marble, there was a much denser cloud because the whole atmosphere was more dense, and therefore it didn't produce a, it didn't produce a rainbow. The Faris Demon therefore before the Mabal, there wasn't such a thing, it never happened that there was a Keshes, a rainbow. The Tafkin Nordem Vidalemichlau is Nistachekivar, and only as a result after the world became more refined. So the, the clouds too became more refined. Not as dense. So that occasionally they reflect the uh, the rays of the sun, and therefore they're able to create, produce this rainbow. But it didn't happen before. And this is also the same is true also in a spiritual sense. Before the Mabal, the world was on a much lower level. The world was in a state where it was so coarse, such a lowly level, that there was, there was no possibility yet to elevate the world. And to lead them is given the marble, the tires, and that's why it was, it, there was a need for the marble to bring a fundamental change, a fundamental uplifting, purifying to the world. So that now humankind can come along and make something of the world. Before it was too coarse for us to do anything with it. Now that the marble refined it to some level, some degree, we can come along and we can elevate it even higher but before there was no, no such possibility because of course the physical and the spiritual are connected to each other what happened through the uh, marble in the physical sense that it refined the world the atmosphere became more less dense and therefore now there's a possibility for a rainbow spiritually speaking the same thing happened and the far is the Keshes and Ois Bris and that's why the rainbow now is a sign between the people of the earth and Hashem. Because the rainbow is not just some unrelated thing which, uh, to the Mabel and just, you know, remember this, this is what I'll, it's because the rainbow is a result of the Mabel. And therefore the rainbow is the right sign that Hashem made to remember the marble and to remember that this can never happen again because it's a result of the marble that the rainbow is now able to happen. So we have to understand the marble The reason why the marble came in order to purify the world was only because in the generation of the marble it became so corrupt the world that Hashem had to bring the marvel. And this could happen because because Hashem put, gave the world, He allowed for the world to be, in, to some degree, run according to the way the people act, behave. 
haben die Chatayim von den Adam Gerim given as Zeich the Welt is given by Tachlus Achumris, and therefore the sins of man at the time caused that the world should become even more coarse and uh, to, to fall to such a level. As Aditum of Achumris are the Mabul Abgenum, and it's this very uh, corruptness which caused the world to fall to a very low level, it's that which the Mabal had to purify. But according to what we're saying before, as the Metzius from Keshe's Givaran Esh Nochum Mabal, that the, the whole rainbow, the ability for a rainbow to be created, came after the Mabal of Aldemel Zanid the Anonim, because only then did the clouds and the world in a general sense, Givaran Edler became more refined, then it comes out as Durcha Mabel is the Welt Nishnar Givaran Rain from the Tum of Ashkazah from Deira Mabel so it comes out that the purification of the world through the Mabel wasn't only to purify that which the people of the generation of the Mabel had caused the world to sink to a very low and a coarse level but that the Mabel brought it also refined that which existed pre the people's sins that had caused the Mabel in the first place even it refined it to a degree even greater than it was created in the first place Hashem only created it to a certain purity but, but it was still very dense and the Mabel brought about a refinement which didn't even exist, exist in the way Hashem created it. How do we know this? Because when Hashem created the world there was no ability yet for a rainbow to be created. And this rainbow is, comes as a result of the refinement of the world. So therefore the Mabel not only countered what humankind had caused the world to fall to, but it even refined the, wor- the world to a, to a degree higher than when Hash- the way Hashem created it to begin with. Is the Zion is the beer than them. So the explanation is Betachlus Abriya. Betchilus, sorry. Betchilus Abriya is the Shlemus from Vel Givem Fabunden at the beginning of the creation. The perfection of the world was found in the what brought the world to a state of perfection not what the world had accomplished on its own not the way the world had brought itself to a state of, effect, of perfection nor its entire perfection, everything that was found in the world, was because that's the way Hashem created it. That's where its perfection came from. The way Hashem created it. Hashem created the world fully developed. Hashem created it in that way. Not that the world was created in a certain sense and then it grew from there. No. Hashem created it in its fully developed state. The way Hashem created the world was that it was fully developed. But that the world should be able to bring itself to a more refined state. That only came as a result of the Mabel. Hashem implanted a new ability into the world. 
that the world should be able to refine itself. Till the marble, whatever Hashem, the way Hashem created it, that's how it remained. It couldn't go any higher than that. It could go lower, but not higher. When the marble brought the world to a state, to a new state, now the world is able to refine itself. And that's the reason why at that it was only then there was a new idea in the world that there could be now a the nature could produce a rainbow. Even though the rainbow comes as a result of the rays of sun hitting and merging with the with the clouds. It, it's mostly connected to the way the clouds receive the sunlight. It's not so much a result of the sun, of the sunlight. The, uh, the rays of the sun without the, uh, if you don't put them through the prism of the clouds they remain simple light, the way we observe light, without the various colors. How do they become divided into the colors of the rainbow? It's only through the clouds, which come from the earth, rather than from heaven. In other words, he's making it, He's making the difference that the uh, the sun represents Hashem, not in the literal sense, but uh, that's you know the the way things come from above. The anonim, the clouds, they come as a result of what Earth produces. The aid yalim and others, as I said before, the pasuk says that the vapor rises up from Earth, <coughs> creating clouds. So the clouds represent the lower elements, us, the people, Earth. The sun represents the way it comes from above. Since the uh, the rainbow is mostly, it happens as a result of the way the clouds um, receive the sunlight and divide it into the colors. So the the rainbow represents the ability of the lower elements, the human, the people, Earth, to be able to refine and accomplish. And since these vapors that come up from the earth are a more refined on a more refined level, that now the vapor and the clouds are able to reflect the sunlight in such a way because it's more refined that it can divide it into the colors of the rainbow. The point that he's making is that the rainbow represents how the earth, the tachtainim, the lower elements, are now able to refine and to accomplish as well. Until then, everything was created from above. Now, the rainbow shows that now the, the lower elements, the clouds, are able to accomplish and create a new uh, a rainbow, which is a new idea. And since this idea that the uh, the earth is now refined as well, that the world is also able to refine itself and to grow and to become better and more refined and so on, 
is Nishadish Goran Lachera Mabel. This all happened as a result after the Mabel. The Far is Dafke Dan, given the Inifunas Kashtinus Atibon, and that's why it was only then that the the rainbow was is now able to happen. And that Hashem made the rainbow in order to make um, create to show the sign. The Eibushta hat eingegeben in Onon v'shaft sich von Oretz. Hashem implanted into the clouds, which are a product of earth, as we said before. Dem inyu von Keshes. He put into the clouds the idea of a rainbow. Das heißt, as the ve'ed yalim in Oretz. That, in other words, saying that the vapors which rise from earth. So zayin ba'ayfim azuchach should be in a more refined way, as in them zol zich onzen da'ir hashemesh, so that now it can reflect the light of the sun in such a way that it creates the rainbow. Ches al pianal v'zayin mer fashtandik v'boz derotzna elyein v'zayin given betchila to shafen b'shafen develt. Now we can understand why the original intent of what Hashem wanted out of the world, which Hashem. That's why he created the world. And also the fact that Hashem, when he observed the creation, he thought it was very good. He felt that it was very good. Still it did not prevent Hashem from destroying the world. When the uh, sins of man became many, the fact that he had originally wanted to create the world, and he even thought that it was good, and still, when people sinned, he decided to create, to destroy the world. Whereas after the Mabel, made a covenant with the world, as I feel when the world with Zayin and Amatzavos, that even if the people, the world would behave in such a way that it will trigger a, a desire in him, in Hashem that he wants to bring darkness and destruction on the world, still he will not destroy all of mankind. He will not destroy everything in the world. What's the difference? As he said before, Since the fact, this idea that the world was created fully developed, is given it saddam oifem fun, was only a result of how Hashem had created it. It was all a result of what Hashem implanted into the world. But not because the world had produced something good and valuable. The far and that's why these sins which had caused distance between the creator of the world and the world and that's why they caused that descent of the world in such a way that it distanced the world from Hashem and therefore precluded the idea that the world should be able to, to refine itself rise up and get closer to Hashem it created such a big distance that it was no longer possible that there wasn't the ability for it to refine itself and since through the sin of the, the generation of the Mabel is the Velt that the world became so corrupt that the world became filled with 
robbery and so on, dishonesty, un mitzad vel gufe is dan nishgeven, kind of shorius a aliyah. And the world did not have the ability to be able to rise above it, to refine itself. Vazdos is oi chatam pnimi, which also is the inner reason, was the teiche v'noyachem, und sein vorne gazvorachem evi alechem is amabel. That the constant uh, rebuke from Noyach and his constant warning to the people that Hashem is going to destroy the world. And he kept saying this for a hundred years. And didn't it fell on deaf ears. And the reason is because the world had sunk to such a low level that it was no longer able to refine itself. So therefore, his constant telling them about it didn't really evoke anything. So therefore, because the world had no longer had any ability to be able to become better, the river is nishfabliben kain tamav imetzias. Therefore, there was no longer a reason for the world to continue to exist. When vayinocham Hashem ki also Adam and Hashem regretted that he had changed his mind that he had made man. Vayoymer and he said, Emcha, I will destroy it. Valadur that he read it from velt is unir devaiterung from beide because through the descent, the lowering of the world and its distance being coming more distance from Hashem, from the Creator, is from the Nostalgia, and the Ratznabedos, Hashem's will and interest in the world waned. And therefore, he no longer had any interest, and he said, let's just get rid of it. But after the Mabla, since now Hashem brought into the world the ability to become refined, to be refined, not only by what he did, but also that the world itself has the ability to refine itself. That even if the world sinks to a very low level, and yet there is the ability that it should be able to grow back and to rise back up. The far is given the krisus bris. So that's why Hashem made a covenant with the world that He would no longer destroy all of mankind. And there would never be a mabel again. Whatever the situation it should be, there is always the possibility that it should come back and that it should rise up and it should refine itself and therefore the, He no longer will do, will destroy the world. Tess. Alpia now, based on this, we can also understand now as the Tzveik Tzavis Anal, that these two extremes of what happened as a result of the Mabel, on the one hand, that the world got this permanence that it would never be destroyed again, which didn't exist before the Mabel, but on the other hand, the, the length of, uh, of the age of people became less and less and they died earlier they're not actually contradictory to each other but to the contrary they, come, they stem they come up from the same point from what was accomplished what happened as a result of the Mabel both these things stem from what changed during the Mabel the that the world now doesn't exist because Hashem created it, but the world exists by by what the people do in order to make the world better. is this 
before the Mabal, the whole creation of the world. The fact that it exists first uh, to begin with. And then its continued existence was only because Hashem wanted it to exist. <coughs> it stemmed from there. Mitzat Chafetz Chesedu, because Hashem wants kindness, and therefore He created the world and He bestowed kindness upon it, and He kept it in existence. And then, after Hashem brought about this new thing that the world now is refined, through the through the world through the Mabli refined the world is the Ebeshter Ishtendik Mahave. So Hashem constantly makes it exist, brings it into existence. of Makayim Mitzad Ir Inyan. Now He causes it to exist because of what the world contributes. Because the world is a good place, is a world which could be good and could rise up and could be refined and could refine itself more. So, therefore, that's the change that happened by the Mabal. Therefore, and it's this point which leads to the two extreme, the two opposite things that came as a result of the Mabal. Mitzad echad on one hand, vibald as the velt gufes given roi as their abister, velchis loishanisi, sol ir mekayim zain. On the one hand, because the world became fitting, it became deserving that the abister, velchir is loishanisi, the abister who is unchanged, of course, sol ir mekayim zain. That Hashem, not that he is, he is going to create something, but He is going to keep the world in existence because the world deserves to be kept in existence. So now the world deserves that Hashem should keep it in existence. So therefore, the world becomes a place which is unchanged because the world now deserves that Hashem will keep it in existence. When Hashem keeps something in existence, just like Hashem is unchanged, so the world now will be, be, remains unchanged. Because Hashem now has an interest in the world's existence, not just what He implanted onto the world. Like sort of superimposed onto the world, which is what happened before the creation. But the world itself did not have the benefit of having Hashem's interest and, and uh, that He wants the world to exist for the world's sake. Now the world should exist. And since Hashem is bringing it into existence, so it has this un, uh, immutable existence to it, which comes from the fact that Hashem now is ex- creating the world from the world's perspective, from below. Fun the Tzvetezayt, on the other hand, though, now, after the Mabel, since Hashem creates, it brings the world, keeps the world in existence, not because this is how He decided to do it, but because of the way the world reacts to it. Is the Riber Ir Kiyom Bechlishus? That's why the world, in the end, is a very feeble thing in comparison to Hashem. When Hashem was creating the world, so He created in a way that He imposed on it. But now that the world is being created from its, from the world's perspective, so that is feeble in comparison to Hashem's power. And that's why humankind, one of the things that happened was that humankind began to live shorter lives because it now exists from the world's, as a, as a worldly existence, 
and therefore that's feeble. When Hashem created met, met people, so He created them the way He created them, so therefore they lived a thousand years. Now that the world is being created for the sake of the world, the world only has a feeble existence, and therefore people live shorter lives. Now we live according to the measure of what creation states a human body should be able to exist for. Not as it was before the Mabal, that since at that time, before the Mabal, the world existed out of the beneficence of Hashem. Is That's why the world Hashem is able to give and be mashpia unlimited, and therefore went on for thousands and for a thousand years. The says, that the reason that there were such long lives at that time is because the amshacha, the bestowing of life that came at that time, came from. Erech HaPayim Hashem's great patience and therefore it was unlimited it went almost what we would consider unlimited a thousand years so the, the difference comes from the same point after the Mabal Hashem decided that it, the world itself deserves to be kept in existence not just because He wants to keep something in existence but that the world deserves to be kept in existence so therefore He gave a strength to the world he is going to keep it in existence. He is going to keep it in existence. It will be unchanged. It will never be interrupted again. But because now the existence comes in the world's, from the world's perspective, and therefore it has a certain weakness, which is why people live a shorter lives. Yud. <clears> the <throat> Tzvet Kufas. These two periods, the Tkufa from Kedem Amabel, the period before the Mabal when the Velt is given when the world existed in the way that Hashem had created it and then the period after the Mabal when the Velt is given as it exists in its own from its own uh, let's call it in its own parameters this was all a preparation for the third period of creation for Shnei Alafim Teira what is called the 2,000 years the two millennium of Teira at the beginning of the third millennium began as a preparation when this would happen fully which is when the Teira would actually be given but at the beginning of the third millennium was already a preparation for Matan Teira because this started the two millennium of Teira. So it began to prepare the world for the advent of what would happen at Matan Teira, which is there would be a complete merging of the upper and the lower. So there was already a preparation for that at the beginning of the third millennium. Which is the explanation of which is the reason why Avram and Sarah had their child Yitzchak only at an advanced age. Avram Avram was a hundred years old, and Sarah ninety and Sarah was ninety years old. For in the mid the from the because by having a child at an advanced age that brought out 
these two ideas that we just said about before the Mabal and after. Even though in the time of Avram, it, uh, the people had already began to live much shorter lives, even more, even after the Mabal, when things became less. But there were still people lived for 400 years and so on, and it became less and less. By the time of Avram, it was already down to 180, which is 175, which is what Avram lived. So the years had already become much shorter. So them and the reason was because what Hashem was bestowing upon the world was not from a level of which is a le- what the Tikkun said which is a level of what transcends the world it's a level of, of uh, energy which transcends the normal cycle of the world and that's why they lived very long but so it wasn't coming from there anymore, nor from the but it was coming from a level which is already in line with what the world, what the spiritual energy <coughs> is expected, that what the world can contain. Still, they were able to have a child, even though they were in an advanced age where normally this was not possible. This is given the Seder and this was an age which people had children before the Mabel. That was normal. A hundred years was when they started having children. But now it was in the time of Avram, it was already not the normal Seder. When the Amshach is given from so they had their baby, their child, at an age when in the before the Mabel they had children. On the Kishur from the Tzveit Kufis, who matzabim shubayelim from the Lyanim and Tachtainim. Let's summarize first. So, the reason that Avram and Sarah had their child so late in life, in such an advanced age, is to show the connection to before the Mabel. It's making, it's bringing together the Lyanim and Tachtainim, the what happened before the Mabel with current situation as it was in Avram's time. On their Kishur from the Tzveit Kufis. And this connection, these bringing together, this merging of these two periods, um, the and situations that the world of the world, which was the Elyanim and the Tachtainim, the way things emerge or happen as a result of Elyanim, which was what happened before the Mabal, and the way that things happen after the Mabal, which is that it's a more normal, uh, regulated, natural, what we understand as natural. So Avram, the birth of Yitzchak, brought together those two periods. So these two, uh, this connection through the birth of Yitzchak, which brought together Elyanim and Tachtainim, is Yikumen Begilu, and latest Yitzchak was uh, revealed in the birth of Yitzchak. The Eish to Gebaran al-Syid, who was the first Jew, born Jew, Yitzchak, Avram and Sarah became Jewish. Yitzchak was born a Jew. Whose children would receive the Torah, the rest of the Jewish people. We would receive the Torah, the rest of the Jewish people would receive the Torah when there was an actual merging of the upper and the lower. Yitzchak was born when there was a somewhat of a merging of the two Tkufis, as we just explained. The full merging of upper and lower would happen at Matan <clears throat> but the uh, father of all these children that would receive the Torah and bring together he had to be born 
in a way that brings together those two periods. Yudalif. In order for the Yidin to be able to bring together the upper Hashem, that which transcends the world, with the world itself, in order to be able to do this, is developed the world was created in such a way as the hot in sich der inen ashwisse from from the welt. Therefore, the world was created in such a way that even in the world there was already implanted the idea that the world ceases to exist or that there is a rest, the world rests. In other words, it allows for an infusion of something higher than itself. In order to bring together that which is higher than the world with the world, the world has to have an element within it in where the, its worldliness comes to a rest and therefore allows for the Elyonim, for the upper realm for that which is transcendent of it to be able to infuse it as Rashi explains about the positive that Hashem concluded on the seventh day and the question is he concluded on the sixth day not on the seventh day he rested on the seventh day so Rashi explains what was the world yet lacking at the end of the sixth day, Menucha, the idea of rest, Bo Shabbos, Bo Menucha, that's, so Shabbos came along, now came along rest, Kols of Nigra Malacha, now that rest came along, in the seventh day, so now the world was, cre- was finished, now it was complete, as the Malacha, that's what Rashi says, as the Malacha, from the Sheshim Ebereshes, had sich nicht verendigt, mit Shabbos, mit Siyas, from Welt, so Rashi is saying, that the conclusion of the creation of the world did not end when the actual existence of the world was finished, was complete, nor but rather with the rest, which means with refraining from the metzias in the world, that's what concluded the creation of the world. Was in ir, was is in what, how was that implanted how, was, how did the world receive the ability to be able to lose its metzias through the in, introduction of Shabbos of the idea of rest since every week everything that happened during the first week of creation repeats itself and that's why every Shabbos this idea of refraining of allowing for something non-worldly to be infused into the world happens every Shabbos that's why Menucha comes along every Shabbos Yud but since Menucha, the rest of Shabbos, transcends all the six days, and the six days represent the creation of the Metzias of the world, but this is higher for Metzias Ha'ilam, umvelt is nishkan kli them, and the world is not really, the world in it on its own is not really a keli, does not have the wherewithal to be able to receive this Menucha, this transcendence 
is explained in a number of places of Shabbos that Shabbos by it in, in naturally is something which transcends time it's not something which is bound by time but it's really something that transcends time in other words transcends creation that's why this menucha, this transcendence is it can only be seen in Pnimius Oilam. You, you don't, you can't actually walk out into the street and see that it's Shabbos. Shabbos doesn't really um, make an impact on the world in a way that the world in itself should be recognized as it's now in a transcendent state. It's only if you understand what's going on in the inner workings of the world, you know that that happens. Or somebody that can see the pnimius of the world can even recognize that. But if you look at the world as it appears, you don't see the difference between Shabbos and the rest of the week. So in regards to the Yidin, which are busy with making the connection between the upper realm and the lower realm, they're tying together the spiritual and the physical. So in the in the Jewish experience, in the Jewish body, in the Jewish. Uh, Reality, there is an, a revealed con, um, expression of Shabbos. Okay, you do as we know, as a neshama yaseder was vet initial b'Shabbos, that this extra neshama that every yid gets on Shabbos, poyel tashine oichen menteva fanevishabahamis, it makes a change in the natural, even the animalistic part of the human being of the yid. Which is the reason why even a an amaoritz, you know, a person that is not necessarily careful about Yiddishkeit in general, will not lie on Shabbos. Where does this thing that the, the Nevesh of Bahamas, which is in charge of lies, but on Shabbos he won't lie? Why not? The reason is because in the Jewish experience there is a there is an actual change to the Yid even in his animalistic soul, never mind in the godly soul, but even in the animalistic soul, there is a actual change that the person doesn't lie on Shabbos. When I feel in the Teva from Gufagashmi, even the nature of the physical body also is changed on Shabbos. The Rebbe brings in the uh, examples of this in the Ha'ara that the, uh, <clears throat> the Medr says that there is no comparison between the the aura that, are, that comes from the face of a Yid on Shabbos as to the one that comes on during the rest of the week. And uh, as, one, as the, uh, the Mittler Rebbe says in Teres Chaim, that one of the, a doctor said, one of the great doctors said, that on, the, on Shabbos, on Friday night, on Shabbos and the, the, during the day and at night, there is a great change to the pulse of a Yid. He said you could tell in the pulse of a Yid the difference between Shabbos and the rest of the week. So in other words, that these are two examples of how the body also is infused with Shabbos. Whereas the rest of the world, 
Bibald as a Mugder in Ungeda von Zmanamakam, since every, everyone else, the rest of the world, is, is limited in the parameters of time and space. And how do you measure time and space? That's by movement. So, in other words, the world is preoccupied with movement. Menucha, which is the opposite of Menucha. So, the world, the physical world, is defined by movement. Menucha is the opposite, contrary to the, world, to the physical world. Can in M Nishmeir's ambiguity in Amanucha, therefore, there can't be a revealed, a manifest expression of Manucha. Amanucha represents the opposite, the non world, the transcendent aspect of the world. Because that is something which transcends time and space. Time and space is dependent on movement. Manucha is transcendent of time and space, and that's why Shabbos is only something that pertains to Yidin. Exclus- exclusively and not to the rest of the world. Yud Gimel. And that's the reason why the idea of resting on Shabbos is something which is out of the question for a Benoyach. <coughs> which is the reason why a Benoyach is not allowed to make another day into a Shabbos. For the same reason, the Kavanah Sabriya is, because the purpose of creation is, as the Welt that the world in general, including also humankind, so Zayin Chosom should be lacking in, in rest. That's how Hashem created the six days of creation. It was lacking rest, meaning to say it was limited by the parameters of Tnuah, of the physical world. So Zainan the Seder from Tnuah that it should be in a constant motion, meaning that it's constantly at work. There is no such thing as resting, stopping Tnuah, stopping motion. Because that's connected to the existence, time, space of world. Which was created during the six days of creation when Hashem was. In a in a mode of creation, on on in Adervel, so even I bring the menucha from Shabbos, and it's into this world that a yid is meant to bring menucha, the lack of motion into Shabbos. Is hechav mitzias ha'olam, which represents that which transcends the world. And the ribe v'shasa ben noyach ended in oifna and hagem etzad and that's why when a ben noyach a goy changes what he was created to do, what he was meant to do. Because he wants to bring about the idea of lack of, of motion. He, he, he deserves to die. Why? He loses his raison d'etre, the reason why he exists. A guy exists for the purpose of keeping the world in motion. A yid is there in order to show that the world has something transcendent from motion. But a goy doesn't have that mission. A goy has the mission of keeping the world in motion. If he stops doing his job, so now what's he existing for? This goes contrary to what the purpose that the goy was created for. And therefore, if he does not fulfilling his purpose in world, then what is the reason that he should exist? And that's the meaning that he's chayab misa. Yudalit, 
Das is eigenlijk de taam was die als hadden ze beneden neerg als ze zal niet bestimmen dat tag als Shabbos is ongedeiteerd in loyers bijzo. And that's also the reason why this idea that they shouldn't create a day of Shabbos, which as we explained is not their job in life, is expressed in loyers bijzo. Was red kipshute wegen stamschwisse van zerwekotse. That word loyers bijzo was talking about just the general uh, running of the world that. You know the season should continue and so on. Why is the prohibition to work, to to not work, to rest on Shabbos? Why is that expressed in Loyish Baisu, which talks about the general idea of creation? and it doesn't say it. It's not taught to us in the context of Shabbos specifically. Baldos was Shabbos because the fact that Bnei Noach are not included in Shabbos, kumt als teitzof and leyish baisu. It is the reason for it is because they are part of leyish baisu. They're part of the motion of the world. That comes the motion of the world. Benegedes ex itim in regards to the six uh, seasons and so on times. Vibaldas lachar mabel ad eibush erangestelt zei divelt azizol zayin and them takeif ametzias bizdem even from leyish baisu since. After the Mabal Hashem set the world into a path where it should be constantly in motion, never interrupted, the Ribe Torah and the Bnei Noach Nisharayim bringing in them the minyan ablik vul. That's why the Bnei Noach are not allowed to introduce something which transcendent of that hecha from Etzias from Shabbos, something which transcends the existence of the world. The idea of Shabbos, Hashem by the Mabul after the Mabul and planted into the world a constant motion, and nobody's allowed to interrupt that. The Yidden are instructed to introduce the transcendent aspect of it, but not the Bnei Noach. Because this contradicts; it goes against what Hashem decided that the world should be strong and constant and uninterrupted. And even that is something very important because why is it uninterrupted? Because Hashem decided that He finds the world to be important and therefore just as Hashem is uninterrupted, so also the world must remain uninterrupted.